Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Today on CityCast Chicago. Accolades like the best big city in the U.S. helped Chicago pull in about 30 million visitors in 2021. That's money spent on hotels, restaurants, sports, fashion, culture. But it's also about 20 million fewer people than just a couple years ago. We talked to Lynn Osmond, the new head of the city's tourism arm, Choose Chicago. It's Monday, December 12th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Lynn, welcome to CityCast Chicago. Excited to be here today. I want to get this out the way. You know, the slogan the city launched earlier in the year, Chicago, not in Chicago. We did a one-of-a-kind Chicago tour. Not in Chicago, but in New York City. A hop-on, hop-off tour to highlight that the Big Apple is full of Chicago stories. Have we gone nuts? No. What did you think of that? Be honest with me. Uh, well, that wasn't our campaign. I think that was intended to talk about all the innovation that we have in the city. You know, there's so many things that were invented in Chicago, but they're now worldwide grants. Mm. So that was really the intent. Our slogan at Choose Chicago for our summer campaign that we'll be doing again next year is when you go, you know. Because how often do you have somebody come to visit you or you run into somebody in the street saying like, I had no idea. It's my first trip to Chicago. I had no idea how beautiful it is, how mm-hmm. much fun it is. You know, what this great city on the lakefront. So that's really where we're putting our marketing engine behind. You know, the pandemic nailed all businesses, but it was especially rough on tourism, conferences. Can you give a li- listeners a sense of those numbers? How much money was Chicago pulling in from, from conventions in 2019? And how much are we pulling in now? We had 61 million people when we were here in uh, 2019. And this year, we expect that we'll be at 50 million people. So that's about $2 billion tax revenue that we were pulling in in 2019. And something that we should really care about in terms of going forward, uh, how important that is to not just keeping our local economy vital, but actually it reduces our taxes. We should all care about bringing in those visitors and those conventions because it makes it so that there's a more solid economy. When you think about all the restaurants, we would not have the plethora of restaurants that we have if we did not have visitors coming in from out of town. Just that our locals can't support that diversity of the restaurant experience. And our performing arts, I mean, they are so much stronger in our museums by having these visitors come to town. So what makes a great visitor experience is really what makes a great residential experience and is so important to us to really support. So so what are the goals for 2023? What about visitor goals, fiscal goals? You know, we're looking at returning to 88% of what our goal from uh, 2019 was. So this year, we think we'll end up the year about 82%. 
Uh, so around 50 million people. So next year, our goal is to come up to about 54.1 million people, which makes up, uh, you know, out of that, about 1.7 million are internationals. But we're that's our big, audacious goal. And that's really uh, because we had an extremely ex- successful summer. We, quite frankly, didn't expect to be at 82 percent. Mm. But we had an, a phenomenal summer of leisure travel coming back, thinking that the full recover will be by 2025. For people visiting the city, they have plenty of, of ways to get around from from ride share, from walking, from from cycling. I know Divi just had it, its most amount of riders coming out of the pandemic. But public transit is at the forefront of that for thousands upon thousands of people. But, you know, CTA right now is is trying to address its issues if I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. What is to Chicago's relationship with public transit and, and how are you advising tourists to use CTA? Well, we're advising tourists and also our conventioneers. I mean, what's exciting that at McCormick Place, we now have a new Green Line stop. And uh, then just over on the edge of Chinatown, we have Red Line stop. So that is great because, you know, there's not enough Ubers going around the city. So we have to take public transit. And we encourage our conventioneers to come by public transit or come by Metra. Uh, So that's really a new thing for us to push people onto the transit. I think public transit should work for everyday Chicagoans who are here, you know, 24 seven, 365. And, and we have often heard complaints of of cleanliness, of of safety, of infrastructure. But it also makes me think of something, you know, my mama would say when 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 people out of town was coming over, you know, she made sure the house was extra clean. How do you work with CTA to make sure that we're not only keeping the house clean for the people who live there, but when visitors come through that, that we feel pride and can take pride in our public transit? As a system. Well, we're certainly working with them all the time, trying to say, like, we have to keep the cleanliness and the safety of public transit. And I think they realize now that with the decline that happened over COVID, that they have to do their part too in cleaning up the train lines of, you know, finding alternatives for homeless people from sleeping on the train and being accommodated. Uh, in shelters or in, you know, other areas. But all of us know how some outsiders talk about our city and the types of things that people will write. Uh, it makes me wonder, what are some of the things that you've heard non-Chicagoans say about our city? And how are you working to, to make sure that that narrative is pushed back against? Well, my big focus since I've been at Choose Chicago is to really uh, counterbalance that narrative. And the big thing I really want to do is get residents to have their mojo back that we all need to talk what's positive in our city. And I think COVID, there are a lot of bad things happened during COVID. We need to retake the city. We need to be positive about our city and we need to have a positive narrative. So that means that when we're talking to friends and family, we talk positively, but also we have to get off our couches. We were just talking about this with some of the performing arts today, who, by the way, are really struggling because people haven't come back. We as residents need to get off our couches, quit watching Netflix, and go out and support forming arts and really enjoy our city again, because we have got this vibrant uh, cultural assets that really are something that a lot of cities don't have. You led the Chicago Architecture Center for 25 years, so you know how much of a draw Chicago is for our architecture, especially in the loop. And, you know, I love a good riverboat tour like the next person. I'm never going to shy away from saying it. But let's leave downtown. Say I'm visiting Chicago for the first time. Where outside of the loop are you going to tell me to go? 
Well, I think that's really important when there was a survey that was done by Destination Next, which is a, a international survey group that looked at what visitors were looking coming out of COVID. And people said they were really looking for authentic experience. And that excites me from Chicago because we have 77 diverse neighborhoods. Whether you go to Pilsen for, you know, a wonderful Mexican dinner or you go to Uptown for an Ethiopian dinner. I mean, you can travel. You can go to West Town for Korean. You know, you can eat out every night with a different cuisine. And then you can also go to these theater companies like the Black Ensemble Theater, which, you know, is just one of my personal favorites. If you had your, your little, your, your perfect day moving through the neighborhoods, like where are you getting your brunch at? Where, are you, what museum are you stopping at? You know, where are you getting dinner at? Well, I, one of my favorites. Okay. So this combines everything under one roof. Is okay. that I love hiking. I love architecture and I love food and I love trying different neighborhoods. So I live in the West Loop. So a perfect day for me would be cycling up Division Street going into Humble Park, you know, going under the great Puerto Rican flag, then riding down, you know, the avenues, like riding down what we call the Green Beltway, like Logan Boulevard. And then going in that there's this great little place called uh, La Artisanal that serves chili rellenos baked inside of a croissant. Now, what better cuisine can you get? <laughs> and then you can also almost drop by the mayor who lives somewhere, you know, close in that neighborhood. <laughs> drop. I like how you put that put that in at the right there. How can we leverage the influence that places like Choose Chicago has to improve our neighborhoods, especially for the residents as as well as tourists? Because it's nice to point people to Pullman to see a national landmark, but Pullman deserves more investment. And it's beautiful to take a house tour in Austin, but Austin deserves more resources. And, you know, the Ferris wheel looks good. I don't know how much more it needs. So, so how do we kind of make sure that we're balancing these two things at the same time? We're actually expanding um quite a bit next year, our neighborhood focus, because exactly that, that we want equality and equity in our neighborhoods. And this coming back from my background, working at the Chicago Architecture Center, I created 11 years ago, Open House Chicago, which is a building festival and a neighborhood festival that gets you out to all the neighborhoods. So that, you know, before Open House Chicago, a lot of people have never been to Auburn, Gresham. And then to go into other neighborhoods, to go to Austin and see these incredible historic homes in Austin that, you know, people stop at the border often at Oak Park and they don't realize just across the border is this historic neighborhood. And so I think getting out, it makes you really um, understand what our city has to offer in that rich history and diversity. For the residents who are hearing this conversation, for, for our Chicagoans who are listening, who maybe are like, like, ah, you know, I'm not a tourist. I, I don't want to hear about those things. Wh how would you encourage them to, to, to get out into the city and maybe to, to explore something new, to, to, to live through those tourist eyes for a day? I think they, you know, you should kind of almost do like uh, I'm doing it right now is like put your circle, your finger and decide which neighborhood you're going to go to. And then just put a finger down and say, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go on an 18th Street. I'm just going to walk 18th Street. And you might, you know, choose a restaurant by Yelp or you might choose a store and then just make that your neighborhood days. Or I'm going to go to Andersonville and I'm going to go to the Swedish American Museum and then I'm just going to explore that neighborhood. So uh, people just have to get out of their comfort zone 
and do something different. So what are some of the neighborhoods that you all are going to be specifically focused on next year? Yeah, so we've got uh, 20 neighborhoods that we're focusing on uh, with community brochures, and we've worked with community groups, and sometimes it's a business organization or a cultural organization that helps us focus. Uh, we've got five brochures off the rack right now, and that's Chinatown, Bronzeville, South Shore, Lincoln Park, um, Wicker Park, Albany Park. So it tells the history of the neighborhood, talks about the arts, culture, and entertainment, the where you can eat or where you can drink, any sort of recreation, the shops, and then give you a map and also, better yet, how to get there by various forms of transportation. So it really, uh, what I call it, it's an invitation to your neighborhoods. Lynn, thank you so much for joining CityCast Chicago to talk to us about all of the exciting things happening at Choose Chicago. Thank you. Great to be here. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Cook County State's Attorney Kim Fox announced a new database that will track search warrants from request to completion. Officers would now be required to provide attorneys with more detailed search warrant results, including who signed it, if and when it was executed, and what was the results of the warrant. Illinois gamblers dished out a state record of over $1 billion on sports in October alone. Illinois is now one of four states, Nevada, New York, New Jersey, to reach that record amount in one month. To my Humble Park homies, the city's next housing listening session is coming to the neighborhood tomorrow night at the Honeycomb Network. Learn about the housing initiatives taking place in the community, but also state your concerns for the neighborhood. Have some good news to get you through. Chicago loves a good mural, but have you ever wanted to see your pet beautifully painted on the side of a building? Now is your chance, as One Tail at a Time is hosting a raffle where winners will get their pet on the Ellis Veterinary Clinic mural in Westtown. It's not only that holiday season, but it's the New Year's resolution time of the year. So I want to know, what is your resolution for 2023? It could be personal. It could be about what you want to do to make Chicago better or something you want to do in Chicago. Anything. Give me a call at 773-780-0246. We're putting together a little podcast episode, and we want to hear from all of you and get your voice in the podcast. Remember, 773-780-0246. Leave your name, your neighborhood, and your New Year's resolution. I'm going to talk to y'all tomorrow. Peace. This is actually my real speaking voice. I have to do a lot of manipulation just to give it that pop of energy that you all like to hear. Because you know this is a... This is late V103. <laughs> it's time to go to sleep, you know. So I got to put a little extra something-something on it just to, you know, people don't get confused, you know. Why'd you go be sound like that? <clears throat>